0: Well, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's, uh, New City. We're so grateful to be joining you for our last message of the year. And um, yeah, we're gonna do this in a little bit different way. And hopefully you're tuning in from someplace warm and special uh, where you're with friends and family. And I hope it's been a great week for you as you've celebrated Christmas and we're getting ready to welcome in a new year. Was it a good Christmas for you, Gabe, and the Smith family?
1: It was a good Christmas, yeah. It was restful and hard to believe that we're already here. Like, where did this year go? Yeah, it goes by fast. It sure does. More and more. (laughs) More and more.
0: (laughs) We're getting old. Um, So, you know, one of the things I've heard you say consistently with our staff, and you've taught me this, Mm -hmm. um, is how you say hello and how you say goodbye is really important. Mm -hmm. And it's important personally. And certainly important for families, but also important for churches and organizations. And if we think about it together, this last day of 2023 mm-hmm. and starting 2024 tomorrow, um, we're saying goodbye. You know, we're saying goodbye to a season, to a year, and we're we're equally saying hello. We're welcoming in, you know, a new year, a new opportunity. You know, of course, people reset kind of their priorities and uh, resolutions and things, but it's really about saying goodbye and saying hello. And I thought maybe we could start our conversation day, today just by hearing a little bit more about that phrase that I've heard you use many times and you've taught our staff so well of how you say hello and how you say goodbye is really important
1: as we say goodbye to 2023 and hello to 2024. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think at the heart of that, like uh, underneath that um, principle, is really the assumption that life is all about change. Is yeah, that like we're 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 constantly changing? Things aren't yeah. actually staying the same. And I think there's moments when we recognize that, you know, and yeah. that just becomes more acutely part of our experience. Um, but you know, for Janet and Madeline and I, uh, you know, our life has been a lot of movements yeah. um, between different seasons that had like very defined beginnings and defined ends. And I know yeah. that might be a little bit unique. Um, you know, some people, if you kind of stay in the same house in the same city for a long yeah. time, it might not be as apparent that actually things are changing all the time. But for us, you know, we moved um, moved around a lot, yeah. moved through different kinds of vocations. And so that was that was actually a principle I learned in the army, which is also a very transient community where you're always saying hello and goodbye, yeah, PCSing, and and moving between places. And I just think it's a great relational principle. um, This idea that um, as we're managing our lives, whether that's like personally or in a community, that like the question is like, where are you paying attention? Yeah. And I think it's just been a a core discipline that I've learned is really helpful to me as a dad, um, as a husband, as a pastor, as a leader of a community, um, is that like when things are changing, when you're in between seasons, it's a space to pay attention. Yeah,
0: and a space to say goodbye well and and Mm -hmm. say hello well. That's right. Um, I wonder. You know, uh, some of you may be watching with your with your family or or friends gathered someplace, um, or even if you're just you're just listening on your own. Maybe a good question as a follow up to this of, of you know how how well do you say hello and goodbye in your life? Um, are hellos and goodbyes a good thing or are they a, a dreaded thing? And I just kind of wonder too as I was listening to you, Gabe. Because I think it's insightful about really hellos and goodbyes are all about change. Mm -hmm. And as we're sitting here on New Year's Eve, it's change. You know, we're saying goodbye to a year, we're saying hello to a new year, a, a lot of unknowns in the future that we're facing in the new year. It's just all change. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if one of the reasons why most people don't like change, you now, some of you out there may love change, but most people don't like change. Yeah. I think 80% is the statistic that, that most people like that steady, you know, yeah, it's stressful. It, yeah, it's stressful. But I wonder if part of it, as I was listening to
1: you, is we're not very good at saying hello and mm-hmm. goodbye. Yeah. No, we're we're not because I think you named it. We don't like it. First of yeah. all, I think there can be pain in that of, of things that we don't want to say goodbye to. Yeah. Um, whether that's a season or a person or or you know, whatever it is. And that like, you know, saying hello to something means faith. It means like leaning into our future yeah. in a space that we can't see that is inherently full of uncertainty. Yeah. And so that can just be, I think. You know, pain on one side and then just fear, fear the of head. what we don't know yeah. on the other side.
0: And I think two words just spiritually that that um, pop out to me with hellos and goodbyes. Um, with hellos, it's hospitality mm-hmm. because hospitality is all about creating space. That's good. Whether it's physically at your table or mm-hmm. in your heart and being uh, present with someone yes. and creating space to be hospitable. And then grief, mm-hmm. you know, That's that so most good. of us just don't grieve well. Um, and so yeah. we just, there's even people in our lives that we think about the, think about them this week when they're not at the table and and we share stories, but we kind of, for some of us, we push those memories away because
1: we, we just haven't properly said goodbye yes. to people that have come in and out of our lives. Yeah, you're really naming two core disciplines. I've never really thought about that before, of hello and goodbye, of of grief and hospitality. Yeah. And that really, those are core disciplines of of discipleship, of, the yeah, of life, life following Jesus, so that yeah. we're just naturally like our culture is not good at. Yeah, um, we kind of resist for different reasons. Yeah. So
0: hellos and goodbyes. We're saying goodbye to 2023. Some of you may be ready to do that, or some of you may be sad about that. And we're saying hello uh, to a new year. And it's kind of time to take stock, mm-hmm. you know, of what's happened in the last year, and also think
1: about you know the possibilities for for the new year as well. Yeah. I think one thought that comes to mind, Chris, and that is I've never really thought about, you know, as you're entering into the new year, uh, grieving. Grieving mm-hmm. maybe something that didn't happen or an unmet expectation yeah. or a pain of the year. And like, that's actually like a super powerful idea. Mm-hmm. That cause I think everything we talk about, you know, resolutions and everything's like forward oriented. Yeah. But like what if part of that is like we wanna properly leave behind yes. things that we don't wanna carry in to this yes. next season.
0: Yes, and I think, I think they're, as you mentioned, so interconnected that when you can grieve someone or something well, mm-hmm. a loss in your life, which is common to man, we all experience loss um, relationally and at a career, maybe this year, a, a job loss or um, a loss of a friendship or whatever that might be. It, it also properly creates space. I mm-hmm. like proper grieving creates uh, a hospitable heart yeah. because you're actually reorienting your heart and creating space for new friendships, for new opportunities, for right. a new job, a new, you know, how many of us have been in a situation in our lives where we just can't get over that person or that opportunity or that situation and so another opportunity, or person or situation comes by, and we miss it because we just haven't created space in our hearts or our lives for what the Lord wants to do. So those are, I mean, these are kind of deep thoughts with Chris and Gabe this morning. But um, I mean, yeah. I do think, yeah, grieving and hospitality,
1: goodbyes and hellos, super important. Yeah. And I think another way to think about, you know, as we're you're, as you're looking back, look forward, look back, look forward, kind of dynamic that we're talking about Um is you know on the positive side of looking back is like what did you learn? Because we learn things yeah. in grief a lot of the time, and yes. we learn things other ways too. So I'm curious for you, yeah. like what like what's something that God's been showing you this year that you've just found yeah. to be helpful in your in your life personally, but in your leadership. Yeah, also? yeah.
0: Thanks for the question. Um, this year, 2023 has been a year. The word I would use, and you've heard me say this, is discernment. Mm. And and that began to kind of move in my heart, actually, at the end of last year, mm. as we were thinking about welcoming in 2023, which, as you said, these seem to go quicker and quicker every yeah. year. Um, but I just began to really be attuned to what God is doing in our church and a season um, of what is and what could be, and and also wanting to be still mm. and to to be more discerning about about who God is and about how he's working specifically in my life mm-hmm. and in the community that we call New City Church. Mm -hmm. And so discernment to answer your question would be the thing that I feel like the Lord has been teaching me this year. And to be honest with you, it's really not something that I've ever studied Mm -hmm. um, or I don't think ever really been um, effective at in my spiritual life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I learned so much this year. And if I could recommend one work to you uh, that might be something that could encourage you in your spiritual journey this year, it's a work by Ruth Haley Barton, which um, if you don't know Ruth Haley, so, just yeah. an incredibly talented writer and, and thinker and disciple maker. And uh, the book is Pursuing God's Will Together. Um, and it's all about discernment. Mm-hmm. And so I read that and we read it together. And then I took it to our elder team, which at New City, we have a team of of elders that are spiritual fathers and leaders of our church. And really uh, the primary role of our elder team is spiritual discernment. As it turns out. As it turns out. We do a lot of functional (laughs) things. But as I'm sure in your life, uh, it's hard to kind of keep the main thing, the main thing. And so this is, this year has been to your question, a a reset for Mm -hmm. me personally, but also for our spiritual leadership and our church of coming back to the main things. Because there's so many functional things and leading a large organization, um, which is so fun, but they can distract from the main thing. And so uh, Ruth Haley, just to give her a head nod on this, she defines discernment, if you're taking a few notes or just thinking this morning, uh, spiritual discernment as recognizing and responding to the activity and the presence of God, mm, which I love. That's beautiful. you know, It's just so much to unpack there, but recognizing and responding to the presence and the activity of God. And so we started there and uh, began to just, um, you know, really meditate on that 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 uh, definition and uh, dove into the scriptures, um, so many different um, passages that speak about spiritual discernment. And so what I've learned this year is more about what is spiritual discernment, the priority of spiritual discernment for every spiritual leader, whether it's of a church, of a family, um, in your business, of of being a spiritually discerning person and the practices of spiritual discernment. And specifically for New City, just to say, I'm really excited because turns out, you know, God honors those prayers, Mm. and and God wants to speak to us. He He wants to show us more of Himself, and more of His will um, for our lives, and that has been the case at New City, and so. 2024, for me, I'm very excited about because I think it's a time to welcome all of you into that process as well to recognize and respond to the activity and presence of God in our church and begin to follow him and what I believe is the next chapter of the story for our church. So more to come on that in 2024 as we share a little bit of what we're calling our 10-year story, looking out uh, as a 10-year scope and vision for our church and really excited about that and sharing more of that. And and we will and. 2024. But I want to just spend the rest of our time, uh, the few minutes that we have talking a little bit, little bit more about spiritual discernment, not for the church per se, uh, but for you and what that could look like in your spiritual journey with Jesus uh, and how it could look in your family, in your community group, um, with your circle of friends, in your workplace, in your neighborhood, what it would look like to be a spiritually discerning person, mm-hmm. to be able to recognize and respond to the presence and the activity of of God. And we want to take you into the scriptures. And so I'm going to ask Gabe to, um, to take us to a passage that's been really important to us as we think about spiritual discernment. And then just, we just want to teach a few things about that and then we'll, we'll wrap up together.
1: Yeah. And this comes from Proverbs, which if you've never read Proverbs, um, this is God's wisdom for us. And it's a gift that whenever I get back into Proverbs, I'm always like, why don't I, Why don't read, I read more of Why point? haven't I memorized all of these? Yeah, um, and that's been a practice. My wife Janet has started this year is just reading and memorizing proverbs, and it's really cool because um, even though these are thousands of years old, it's amazing yeah. how accurate they are yeah. um, to speak into our lives. So this is um, Proverbs chapter three, mm. verses five and six, mm. and it says this: Trust in the Lord with all your heart; do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Mm. And so, you know, the key. Question here that I think we're is kind of underneath because I think whenever we're reading a proverb, there's a key question underneath that it's trying to answer. Yeah. And so, you know, the question here I think is very basically like, "What is God's will yeah. for me right now?" And yes. I think that's you know that's a question that we're all, yeah, all asking right us all mind. the time, yep. um, whether we want to admit it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, we all want to know, you know, what what is God's will for me. Hmm. And I love that it just gives us a little. Um, very simple pathway, and that's always the way of wisdom. Is that it's simple, and you're always like, "Wow, is it really that yes. simple?" It's simple, but not easy yeah. to carry out. So let's look yeah. at like, what does this say? Mm-hmm. Um, three things, you know. First, trust, and that word trust that we've we've kept hitting that in our study of Romans this yeah. year is the question: Is who do you who do yeah. you trust? Um, because yeah. we're all placing our trust in something or someone. Yes. And the closest word as we've learned together in the
0: English language that we have for faith Mm -hmm. is this word, it's trust. So it's really a synonym of faith of you know, who are we putting our faith in? Who are we putting our
1: trust in? That's right. And how we answer that question will guide like every other decision that we make. And so the proverb says, trust in who? Trust in the Lord, um, in the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords um and then i think this last part is so important the qualifier with all mm-hmm. your heart mm-hmm. and that word heart in the in the hebrew is really important cuz it's not just talking about like our way of understanding that is just like our place of emotion yeah. a better way to understand that word is like that's the the central yeah. piece of what it means to be a human being kind of the air traffic control center yes. as a human being where it's this intersection of our ideas yeah. and our emotion and our decisions and our desires and our deep desires and yes. so it's saying hey place your trust in the lord in all of those things, in your thoughts, and what you feel, and what you want, in and what, in, in what you're um, longing for. Good. Yeah. yeah. So good. So, okay, after we trust, um, what's the second thing it says, do not depend on your own understanding. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the opposite of like, I mean, what is the opposite of trusting in God? It's really trusting in yourself. Yes. Um, and the systems of the world. Yes and the understanding that comes with that, which is, you know, we're told the scriptures teach us that like without God's spirit, um, we actually cannot understand the things of God. And that's why Jesus spoke in parables, Mm -hmm. um, that, that people could hear the words, but not understand that understanding Mm -hmm. comes because he gives us that understanding. So we hear, um, in this proverb, how do we discern God's will? Will we trust in the Lord? Um, we reject the idea that we're going to depend on our own knowledge and understanding. And then, um, lastly, that we want to seek his will in all that we do. And and so seek, I think is such a beautiful word that I think an image of that for me yes. is just running after that. Like my orientation is that I'm going after God, that yes. I'm going after his ways, them like yeah. seeking that. Yes. Um, that, that's my speaking of desires. That's my core desire yeah. is to know like, Hey, what does God think yes. about this?
0: Yeah. And I love that. Um, Thank you for that, and I I love that all of it is framed up with a metaphor of a journey, um, because he's talking about a a path. You know, he's talking about a way, Mm -hmm. Um, and after those three core teachings there, and if you're taking notes, Proverbs three five and the first part part of verse six. So it's 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 trusting. Uh, and then he's telling you what not to do—to lean on your own understanding, or or to you know to follow your own ways or will, uh, but instead to seek. Mm-hmm. And I love that word too—to seek the will of God. And then 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 there's this gigantic, enormous promise, yeah, that he's going to show you um, the path. He's yeah. going to show you the way. Which again, this journey, which I love that language because we're all on a journey. Um, we're on the journey together. And um, I think the best way to understand Mm -hmm. spirituality and our relationship with the Lord is journey. Yes. Yeah. So can I go a little bit further with that? Just in in terms of- in action. (laughs) Well, and these are some of the things that we learned together this year. And again, a head nod to Ruth Haley Barton, who was great, kind of our teacher um, as a leadership team and as an elder team this year. And so I think translating those three core teachings Mm -hmm. of- you know, trust and leaning not, and you know, seeking Him or not depending on ourselves but seeking Him. Um, I, let me translate those into three core. I think what I would call, if you're taking notes, postures and prayers, because you know, I think those are synonymous. Like it's a your prayer, your communication with God is 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 all about posture mm-hmm. it's about how you're showing up with the Lord mm-hmm. and so I think those are two good words to to maybe write out and think about uh, as we're thinking about spiritual discernment it's posture and prayer yes. you know it's how it's communication and how we're showing up with the posture of our hearts which is what Solomon's teaching us here and so I want to uh, teach this really as three prayers and so as you're thinking about saying goodbye to 2023 and saying hello to 2024, and we're really thinking about what does it mean to be a spiritually discerning person, to recognize and respond to the presence and the activity of God. Mm-hmm. And we go further with you know, Solomon's words to us here about trusting and you know, not depending on ourselves or understanding, but seeking the Lord. What would that look like in prayers or in postures as we come into a new year? Well, the first thing would be uh, a quiet trust you know to use that phrase that there's a st- the word that comes to me is there's a settledness in my heart mm-hmm. there's a there's a a calmness a peace which we're all after in our lives of trusting that the lord sees me that he knows me and that i really can trust in him mm-hmm. with with all and all means all and that's all means with everything in my life including the thing right now that probably is causing you some angst as you think about coming uh, into a new year tomorrow and what's facing you when you go back to work and in relationship this year, including that that thing, um, that we can trust the Lord in everything. And it is a quiet trust in the sense that um, there's a settledness in my heart. And so the first posture mm-hmm. and the first prayer is, Lord, would you help me to have a quiet trust mm-hmm. um, that you love me, that you see me, that you want to make my way, the, the path before me straight and obvious and clear, um, that you want me to follow your will in my mm-hmm. life and I can trust you in that. Yes. Anything you want to add to that?
1: I'll keep no. going. I mean, I think it's tr- like you said, it's just trusting and trusting with a full heart, you know, yeah. with everything that we have. Yes. Yeah, well, absolutely. So quiet trust with a full heart. Um, and I think,
0: you know, this is a phrase that we've learned together of a non anxious presence. Mm-hmm. I think this is a non anxious presence. Yes. Um, because anxiety and angst shows up when there's some kind of unsettledness in my heart. And so I think quiet trust in the prayer and posture, to use those words again, of co- quiet trust is is calming my heart and coming back every day, moment by moment, that I can, I can quietly and in a settled, non-anxious way trust God mm-hmm. with my life mm-hmm. uh, in every way. Okay, here's the second. Great, great goal. <laughs> great great yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, how about that for a resolution? Um, here's the second one uh, that you taught us is um, it's really a prayer of indifference. Mm-hmm. That's the word that Ruth Haley Barton uses, which is, yeah. it's the only thing that Solomon says not to do, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to not depend mm-hmm. on our own understanding. Yeah. Um, so there's a there's a renunciation with this too. Mm-hmm. And part of the spiritual journey, by the way, which is something that I'm just really beginning to learn, I feel like I'm at the beginning of my journey with, is the practice of renunciation and things that you have to renounce in your life if you're going to follow Jesus. Now, this is something Jesus taught over and over and over again, um, whether it's you know choosing to to leave your family or leave uh, your business or leave different things that he called the disciples to renounce in their lives. But part of following Jesus passionately and more and more, and when we're sitting here this time next year, right? And we're getting ready to welcome in 2025, we want to be closer to Jesus, mm-hmm. and part of that is renouncing things in our lives that are not serving, um, you know, our, our journey with Jesus. And so, I think this is what this is. Yes, is Solomon saying, you know, don't depend on your own understanding, which is obviously your own intellect, your own instincts, um, you know, the core people in your life that have all kinds of different opinions about what you should and shouldn't do. Which, by the way, you need to be very careful about who's speaking into your life mm-hmm. in that way. Um, and then the systems of the world, mm-hmm. you know, which are totally depending on their own understanding. Mm-hmm. And so this is, a, this is a prayer of renunciation. This, yeah. is a, this is the one thing Solomon says, don't do it. Mm-hmm. And so the way Ruth Haley frames this up is a prayer of indifference. Mm-hmm. So here's how that could look, I think, in your life uh, this next year. Lord, make me indifferent to anything that's not your will in my life. Mm-hmm yes okay right so and we've like i said we've been praying these prayers as a as a as a leadership team as we want to spiritually discern you know what the lord has for us as a spiritual community called new city and i, I believe this is uh, so true for each of you in your own lives and in your family's lives that we have to learn how to recognize when god's saying no mm-hmm. especially when we're we want it to be a yes yes and one of the prayers, you know, I'll just I'll just tell you guys this personally. When we were going through this, and as we continue to go through it, one of the things that I would pray is, Lord, make make me physically indifferent to something that's not of You. Okay, now this may sound weird, mm-hmm. but like for me, um, one of the ways that I feel like God speaks to me is I, I, if, as I've recognized things in my own body, like whether I just feel unsettled, I have an upset stomach, I don't feel well, I'm tired, those types of things. I try to pay attention to that, and sometimes it's just you know it's been a long week, but sometimes I think it really is the Lord can use mm-hmm. um, you know your physically uh, physical things you know, and I've been praying like Lord like make me physically ill mm-hmm. to things that are not of you know you may not want to pray that yeah but I'm just you got to find your way uh, and and how you pay attention you know to things that 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 God would you know be saying no to, and this is a bold prayer. It's a prayer that I think many Jesus followers don't pray, which is. Help me to know how to say no.
1: Well, I think it's also like so contrary to the way that we orient ourselves to God because, you know, the opposite of that is like I'm bringing a thing, a desire I have, something I want yeah. to see happen, and I'm going to take that to God and I'm going to go, God, please make this please. thing happen. Like, yeah. make me successful, make this thing. Yeah. I think what you're saying is, it's like, no, I'm going to take that thing that I want. Uh, and I'm going to bring it before God with this posture of indifference that says I could take it or leave it. Yeah. Like God, give me, give me a heart that says I could take it or leave it. Yes. And you decide. Yes. And, and I love the,
0: give me a heart, you know, of mm-hmm. have it or leave it, which is putting it on the table fully. And I want to be clear here uh, because I think some people think, well, if it gets, if the wind gets difficult, you know, rough, you know, high or rough or the seas get, you know, rocky or whatever the metaphor is, then that must not be God's will. Look, Over and over and over again in the scriptures, people that were smack dab in the middle of God's will were going through it. I mean, hard things, high winds, rough seas, Mm -hmm. um, and they were right in the middle of God's will. So I don't think circumstantially you can always pay attention to if I feel good or if things are going well, this is God's will, and if it's not, it's not God's will. I love what you're saying, which is Lord, take the desire away from me. Mm-hmm. Just just make me, whether it's physically or spiritually, indifferent to this, mm-hmm. where I don't even desire it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful prayer. And then the final thing here, the final posture in prayer is wisdom. You know, James talks a lot about this. If you know, we studied James last year. You can go back and listen to that. But this idea of wisdom is godly knowledge put into practice. That's what wisdom is. Mm-hmm. And so it's taking what God is putting in our hearts and minds as we are trusting him and not depending on ourselves, and then we're taking steps. Wisdom is actually an action word where we're putting into practice, we're taking steps out onto the water for what the Lord's called us to, right? And so these three wonderful postures and prayers that it's a quiet trust, a settledness in my heart, a non-anxious presence with the Lord and trusting him with my life, it's a prayer of indifference, Lord, make me indifferent to anything that's not of you in my life, whether that's physically taking the desire away, whatever it is, Lord, make me indifferent to it. And then when you have spoken, Lord, give me wisdom. Let let it not just be my understanding or the world's understanding, wisdom that comes from you that gets put into practice. Mm -hmm. And then we come back to this beautiful promise mm-hmm. uh, in verse six and Proverbs three here, that he will show you the path to take. Now, how many of you as we finish mm-hmm. the year would say, I want the Lord to show me the path. Mm-hmm. But but if we're honest with ourselves, we don't uh, first have a quiet trust yeah. and indifference to anything that's not of the Lord and a desire for his wisdom uh, above everything else. Because there's an order to this, Mm -hmm. that as we posture and pray in those ways, then comes the promise of, I'm gonna show you the path. The word in the Hebrew there um, is obvious, that he will make your path obvious. Mm -hmm. And that's such a beautiful word, right? That God will make it clear and obvious to you, the path to take. And that's our prayer for you, Mm -hmm. as we say hello to 2024 and we say goodbye, to 2023, and just wanna come back to that beautiful definition again. Again, if you're taking notes and we, we finish up here, that spiritual discernment is recognizing and responding to the presence and the activity of God. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, Gabe, as we're gonna learn in January and February, that God's always at work around us, mm-hmm. that his presence is always around us and he's always at work. It's just us being able to recognize it mm-hmm. and respond to it. So my final word today, as we think about that, and being more spiritually discerning people as we welcome a new year, um, is I wanna encourage you because we're getting ready to start a phenomenal study in January and February at New City Church. It's called Experiencing God. We're building off uh, of a work that was done many years ago by a man named Henry Blackaby. Some of you may have have heard of this. One of the best Uh, I've ever read. I mean, really. I mean, it's one of those, it's like if you have a top five like books that you need to have on your shelf beyond the scriptures, this should be on it, Experiencing God. Mm -hmm. And I wanna encourage you, grab it and do it individually or in your group, but we're gonna go through it as a church. Our whole church is gonna go through this together. And uh, we're gonna talk about the spiritual principles of basically taking discernment and going further in our lives to recognize and respond to the presence and activity of God. So i want to encourage you to be uh, on campus if you're able to at Matthews or South Park next week on January 7th, or watch us online as we start our study of experiencing God. Oh, that'll go all the way through uh, the month of February and really wanna encourage you to make that commitment to be there. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. So yeah, we're going to close out today. And I've asked Gabe to just um, pray for us and really a prayer of discernment um, for all of us as a church, but also for you individually. And I know we want to wish you a happy new year, uh, a happy hello as we welcome 2024. And we just pray that the Lord will uh, help us to spiritually discern his presence and activity this year
1: yeah, so I just want to encourage us as we're ending. Um, I think one of the practices that we've been leaning into is uh, a posture of receiving. We mm-hmm. always end the service with yeah. you know, receiving. so let's yeah. just extend our hands wherever you are, um mm-hmm. remembering that we come to our relationship with God offering nothing and and yes. ready to receive everything. So Lord, uh, we pray that in our community, Lord, you would, allow us um, Mm -hmm. to have a quiet trust. Yes. A non-anxious presence as we start this new year, that we could trust you with all of our heart, that Lord, we could hold out before you our dreams and our plans and our resolutions and our aspirations, the things that we're longing for. Mm -hmm. And Lord, we could hold those in a posture of indifference that we could take it or leave it because we ultimately trust in your wisdom, Lord. And so, Lord, we just acknowledge that you are the king, that you are sovereign, Mm -hmm. that you are good, and that your path is the best path for our journey. And so, Lord, would you help us to lean into these postures. Would you help us to remember to come to you in prayer as we begin this year? And Lord, I pray for each member of our community, Lord, that um, you would make each one um, a person after your own heart, Lord, and that you would draw us towards yourself as your body. Lord, we thank you for uh, this last year and we thank you for the year to come. And we pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to take a step towards getting more connected in our community, visit us online at newcity.us connect. We also believe giving is one way that we respond and worship to God. You can give online at newcity.us give. The gift that you give today will go towards this calendar year. Join us next week, January 7th in person as we kick off our new series, Experiencing God. This is an eight week series all about knowing and doing the will of God in your life. It's also a great opportunity for you to invite your friends and family to join you. So as we wrap up our time together, would you extend your hands for a benediction? As we head into this new year, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious unto you. And may the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace.